Welcome to Lester the Nightfly. This is your host, PJ Ewing. Well, this is part two of a two-part series with composer, singer, songwriter, and really intelligent music man, Jonathan Ammons. We talk about two of his records, actually. We really focus on American Splendor, continuing our conversation, but I just couldn't resist, so we do a lot of chat about minimalism, about composers that are considered minimalist, including Jonathan as well as his new record from 2022, at least one track from the record Any Way You Turn. So, that said, let's pick up with my conversation with Jonathan Ammons. The song is called Pagan Poetry. This is Bjork, the album Vespertine from 2001. Let's listen to it, and then we'll talk about it. Pagan poo 
I didn't know what to make of this because uh, there was all this noise about the video, right? <laughs> For some reason, no one can knows what to do with a naked woman. <laughs> like, oh, well, <laughs> she's pierced and she's got, I mean, my God, she's, she's really going there, which is awesome. My goodness, how remarkable of this artist to do that. But I think... It's the music that's that's the influence here. It's not her sens- sensationalism. It's it's really the the sound, right? Oh yeah. I mean, everything about Bjork's work is just brilliant. I think she's probably my my very I don't know, her and Brian Eno are probably my two favorite artists. And everyone always talks about how crazy she is, but during the pandemic, I went back and just listened to a lot of interviews while I was just like doing stuff around the house, you know, doing chores or whatever. I just put on an interview in the headphones with her and listen to it. And I think she's one of the most sane, sound, creative minds. She has such good ideas and has such visceral ways of expressing it. And then she creates these just masterpieces. And this one, like her sounds were big for me in high school and on through college when I started really making music. And I, I think a lot of my penchant for those really tight, close, intimate sounds come from her sounds because she's able to pull, you know, that music box is just the closest, quietest sound you can imagine that starts this song off. And then it builds into this epic, massive thing. And, uh, I've always really loved the way she, she uses that closeness and, and warmth of her sounds one of the things that you can definitely see as an influence in in my work for sure is like those plucky chimey sounds like i'm obsessed with those like weird tinny harps and um and music boxes and and uh just those those crazy weird plucked violins i just love those sounds that's i mean the the song living proof the the next one on the on the list is it opens with that type of thing where I literally just built a sound and then recorded it onto a tape loop and then recorded it back so that it would be this degraded version of these plucky, 
pretty sounds so that it kind of creates this like audio version of sepia tone, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm. Did you see the movie Dune? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the most recent, the, the new yeah. one, right? Yeah, Denis News Dune. Yeah, it's amazing. Did you, I mean, you described some of the sounds that I thought we heard in that soundtrack, which was, was just stunning yeah the, the music oh yeah and that's that's um hans zimmer and he's mm-hmm. you know hans Zimmer's a brilliant composer he actually creates a lot of the instruments that i work with in composing this stuff he works with a company called spitfire audio and a lot of his music he never goes into the studio with a big orchestra for a lot of his music a lot of it's written electronically Because he famous, famously doesn't read sheet music, so he doesn't write for sheet music. He writes for um, his DAW, for his, his digital audio workstation. He uses samples of orchestras a lot of time instead of actually having the orchestra play the pieces. So he has the orchestra recorded, and then he plays the strings back. And I use a lot of um, the Spitfire audio, and there's another group called Labs that's just a bunch of people, ma- or uh, not Labs, it's Piano Book, that's a bunch of people making free instruments of sampled organic instruments so that I don't have to have that music box in the room. I can play the sound off of my keyboard, and it's a music box that somebody else recorded somewhere else, but I can control it, you know? And, uh, so cool. So yeah. cool. So, uh, and, and yeah, a lot of those sounds are, are these bigger, you know, organic sounds that are all coming off of digital keyboards in our, in our little tiny studios in our, you know, home bedroom studios. And you, and you look up and it's dawn because you've been up all night <laughs> playing with your toys, right? Pretty much. It's gotta be, gotta be. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> what are those? Oh, those are birds, and it's it's seven a.m. and you're uh, you really screwed up your next day. Um, uh, wow. <laughs> what's what's fun about stuff like that? Like I I try to build around because a lot of people get gear crazy and they just buy so much gear and then they're always trying to figure out how their gear works and they never get to know it enough to make good music because you're just always lusting after the next thing. Like maybe I'll make good music when I have that piece of equipment. Right. right. When really you just need to get to know your equipment and and you'll make better music. I bought a four track cassette recorder a while back and all my musician friends were like, you know, making fun of me for it because they were like, what are you going to do with that? And uh, I started building tape loops where you just make a little triangle shape of the tape so that it doesn't go all the way around. It just makes a little short loop. And you just slice the tape and, and make a little triangular loop. Physic- physically slice the tape. Yeah, and tape it back together. And it makes about a five-second loop. And with a four-track, you can layer on, you can cover the eraser head and layer on all these sounds so that they just build on top of each other. And it's kind of abstract. Like, you can't, you don't have a lot of control over it. It's kind of random what it does. But it creates these beds of sound 
that you can then use as a drone in the background of your music and write over top of. So a lot of my music comes from that, where I create these drones on the tape machine, and then I write other parts on top of it. And yeah, Living Proof's a great example of like the intro was a tape loop. And I, I played it with like a music box, a dulcimer sound, and um, a Mellotron. And just looped that opening riff over and over and over again on this tape loop. And I recorded that. And it's the drone through the entire song. It plays for the whole duration of the, the four-minute song. <laughs> so cool. And then you let Olivia do her thing on the violin. Um, and it's stunning. Yeah. This is a beautiful song. Everyone, we're going to listen now to Living Proof. This is from the American Splendor record from last year. This is Jonathan Ammons on Lester the Nightfly. By the time the plane touched down in Houston I lost the color in my hand from your grip You said it wasn't so much the fly First time 
So, um, does the child die? Um, Do we know? I don't know. I don't know. This is kind of a hybrid of two different stories I was told from two different people. And, uh, I think, you know, the, it's written in past tense. So we don't really know if he's talking to the living child or, or the dead one. Um, and it, we never really say what the child has either, which is, I think is, is important. Um, cause it's really the songs about him and his crisis of faith that comes from going through something like that. You really <laughs> not trying to make us very happy. Are you now? This is like the saddest album I could possibly have <laughs> no, The happiest really? song is red leaf and the chorus is keep yourself together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's really, yeah. it's Thanks a really a dark. Record. Okay. My goodness. It really, <laughs> but what, uh, from your playlist then what, uh, fits with living proof from our, our collection. I really love the way Ethan Gruska and Tyler Ramsey write songs. The artists that I listed here that were influential are mainly musically influ or lyrically influential. Um, but also you can hear it, I think, in, in some of the, the composition. Tyler Ramsey is a great local musician, played in the band Band of Horses for a long time, but he's based here in Asheville. I worked with him on, before he even made his second record. And... He's just a brilliant writer, writes these really lovely songs that um, are just really tangible. You feel like you can touch them. And uh, Ethan Gruska is another one. Um, he's kind of a newer artist. And his record, On Guard, it was produced by Phoebe Brid Bridgers. And it's just stunningly beautiful. And his song, On the Outside, was probably my most listened to song of 2020. Um which is kind of poppy. Like his whole record's kind of like singer songwritery, glisteny, poppy thing, which is not really my style, but his voice just works so well with the production. And there's these strange percussive muted lo-fi beats behind him that just really work with it. these lyrics that are just about, you know, they're not love songs. He doesn't write love songs really. They're just about being, I would say let's let's play his song on the outside. I think it's just a really really beautifully written song. Great, let's listen to it right now again. Ethan Gruska, on guard is the record. The song on the outside. Dream 
what that song's about I like that he didn't just write some poppy love song like it's literally a song about trying to be friends with somebody and them just always keeping you on the outside and how hard that is to just like try to break through with someone and have a meaningful connection and they're just insistent on not letting it happen and you know just hearing songs about how hard friendship is is really cool when we're used to just hearing brokenhearted woe is me songs when this is like no I'm trying to work with you man just just work with me here you know it's just a really cool way to write a song wait this I'm reading about this guy as, as you're speaking Jonathan he's from a whole bunch of famous people he's did you know this he comes from an extended family of professional musicians his father is Emmy nominated film composer Jay Gruska. His grandfather is Oscar-winning composer John Williams. I had no idea John Williams was. <laughs> John Williams. <laughs> wow. That's really cool. I didn't realize that. Huh. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, and the rest of his record, there's really great string compositions on his record. It's, it's a stunning album. It's a really great. We have now been instructed by Jonathan Ammons to go listen to the full record on guard. Uh, produced by Phoebe Bridgers. Easily one of my top top records of 2020. Yeah, that, it's so good. And in that same way that like Phoebe Bridgers just has this way of just capturing an emotion and just packaging it for you. So you just like, here, you're going to feel this now. He does a great job of that with his with yeah. his pieces. And his voice is just really beautiful. All right, let's go on to the other piece, the other companion piece that you sort of threw together with this one. And this was the Tyler Ramsey piece, Please Stop Time, right? Yeah, so this is an older record of Tyler's. Um, he's done several albums. He's from Asheville. I, the first time I saw Tyler play, it was at a bar that I worked at. And a little bar called Bobo Gallery back in the day, this little tiny 10 seat bar, you know, it was super small two room spot. And, uh, <coughs> Tyler comes in and plays to a pretty much empty room and plays this perfect show by himself with like a, a snare drum and a tambourine on kick pedals and a guitar. And he, uh, um, 
afterwards I was like, do you have any albums I could buy? And he's like, yeah. And he takes me out to his car and in his trunk, he pops his trunk and like hands me a record. I hand him 10 bucks and I look on the back of the record and it's recorded by a buddy of mine, Brian Landrum, who was in a band called Black Eyed Dog. That was like one of my favorite bands growing up. Killer Americana band, like really good songwriting. And I was like, oh, you work with, with Brian? He's like, yeah. I was like, man, he makes some of my favorite records. He's like, yeah, he's really good. And then sure enough, we, we get to know Tyler and, uh, you know, I book him for, for concerts at my, my college where I was going. And, uh, then I'm in music school and we're sitting on the couch watching David Letterman one night and they announced the band of horses is going to be playing. And my keyboardist looks up and goes, is that Tyler on guitar? And I was like, nah, no way. And then they do a close up, and I was like, that's definitely Tyler on guitar. And so he went on to be in Band of Horses, write a bunch of their songs, and, and did some of his best work with them. He's, he's done some really amazing stuff. But this song, Please Stop Time, is just beautiful. Oh, I love it. I love it. You're running with some cool folks. Please Stop Time, the, the artist is Tyler Ramsey, the album from 2010, A Long Dream About Swimming Across the Sea. Stop time. 
He sounds like, and I wrote down Major Rocker, and then I wrote down Neil Young. Could this be? Does he sound like Neil Young? He's got Maybe. some Neil Young influences, I think, for sure. He has that kind of sharp tone to his voice where he always sounds a little bit sharp, um, which I think gives him this kind of plaintive sound, which is, just makes it, his so- song sound even more yearning, you know? Yeah. Oh, I wrote that down. Plaintive. That word. Uh, it, was, it was so heartbreaking. He's leaving someone. There's a separation. Uh, and at the end, I, I imagined a clock just stopping as if we were watching a clock and then it stops. Please stop time. Please stop time. Oh, this is a gorgeous piece. But boy, did you feel it. You mentioned Phoebe Bridgers packaging up an emotion. Oh, this was right on with that. I what thought. I think really works and what I think I learned from people like Tyler is um, there's this thing that I remember a songwriting teacher describing it to me as a suitcase song where everything in it you can fit in a suitcase. You can touch. It's all tangible things. It's things that you can touch that they're writing about. So it's not writing about an emotion. They're not telling you how they feel. They're telling you things that give you the feeling. And that that image of uh, I watched you open up your eyes, the silhouettes reflected from them into mine, is just perfect. Like it's something we've all felt. It's somewhere we've all something we've all experienced where we see our own reflection in our partner's eyes, and uh, it's it's just stunningly beautiful image. And uh, that's the thing that I was like, that's the goldmine. That's the ticket to good writing is just getting those images, those tangible things that you can touch and you can feel and you can see. Um, and I think he does that so well in, in all of his music. Well, that's why I love this show and having you as a guest and doing this uh, as often as I can, because we are diving into songs that otherwise you might let float by. Oh, it was really pretty. I don't really know what he was saying. It's just a nice melody. And uh, let's listen to another song. Or you can, Jonathan, bring us the story and the understanding of what's going on. And it means so much more hearing it from your your voice and understanding really what's going on. Uh, honestly, this is great. This is, uh, this is why I am doing this at all. It's extremely selfish. <laughs> when I do this Lester the Night Fly. No, because because I, I, I'm, I'm blessed with someone like you who really knows what he's talking about, who's explaining songwriting to me because you went to school and learned how to do it. I love it. <laughs> However, Jonathan, then you, throw, then you throw in something like the Walker Brothers and I don't know what to say.
there's no hold The moving has come through The danger brushing you Turns its face into the heat And runs the tunnels It's so cold The doctor got my dogs The stitches torn and broke The raw meat fist you choke Has hit the bloodlines so good at using tension in their music that it's just perfect like i love that album is a, a whole beast unto itself if you've never seen the documentary 30th century man uh no it, david bowie see produced it, see it again 30th century man by by david bowie it's a uh it's a documentary he did about scott walker 
and how like most of David Bowie's success comes from ripping off Scott Walker and Scott Walker never got famous, you know? And at one point the Walker brothers were bigger than the Beatles, but they got in a car accident and Scott Walker got PTSD from it and he didn't want to be in public anymore. And he started making this really dark, weird music and everything got real strange after that. But, uh, his, yeah, his work is crazy. <laughs> okay. So I got to see the documentary because I, I was blown away that they were so big and that I have never heard of them. Yeah. You probably know their son, the sun ain't, their song, the sun ain't going to shine anymore. The yeah. sun ain't going to shine anymore. It's great too. Um, mm-hmm. but that was their big hit. coming out of a gig and all these girls rushed his car you know like Beatles mania kind of thing and they rocked the car so much that it flipped the car over and broke his collarbone and after that he was like I'm out I'm done with this
I'm preparing a couple weeks ago for this show, and I'm like, I gotta start listening to Jonathan's work. And so I, I'm, I've got it on the background as I'm doing my digital marketing, editing, whatever the heck I'm doing, right? And I've got your most recent record playing in the background, and I found myself stopped, staring into space, and my head is in the middle of your song. I could not do the Brian Eno thing, the Eric Satie thing. I couldn't let it sit in the background. I had to stop, go back to the beginning, listen to it again, and I was mesmerized. It's called Burnt Edges from 2022. It's from the record Any Way You Turn. And, and I, I heard the drone. I heard three distinct things going on. The growl of atmosphere, which is what I wrote, which is your drone, I believe. I heard some arpeggios in the strings and I heard some very long notes and I wrote down minimalism. type of music is is about it is called drone music you know it's ambient music or drone music and it is that way for a reason there's always something that's just constantly anchoring you through the whole piece so there's not a lot of emotional drift it stays in one spot and it allows you just this contemplative meditative focus 
And uh, what I really like about that musically is it allows you to explore texture more than melody. I, I really get bored with having to come up with new melody lines. I call that the Taylor Swift conundrum where all of her melody lines sound exactly the same because she's pretty much writing variations on the same melody. I think most musicians kind of do that. But when you start focusing on the texture, you can make the same melody sound completely different just by changing the texture of it. This piece was really very focused on, on texture and on, on achieving strange sounds. And there's a really cool element that I did in this one where I took that arpeggiated string part and then I played the exact same part but reversed it. And then I slowly faded the reversed part underneath the part that's played straight forward so that it sounds like it's just manipulating that string part. And it just makes it very unnerving and uh, odd feeling. And it makes you feel kind of disoriented and out of sorts because it's an organic sound, but it doesn't feel organic when you're in the middle of it. It's like a drug. You, you, it goes away and you're like, where's my thing? Where's my thing? Oh, there it is. You get stuck on that thing. And then what, you, what do you do? You go to back to the beginning of the song and listen to it again. <laughs> and you're powerless because Jonathan Ammons is working your brain. I'm like, wait, I got to hear that again. I got to hear that again. <laughs>
Now, Jonathan, we really have to do justice, and, and that means another show. We, we do the whole show <laughs> on ambient minimalism. I'm going to have a lot to say, by the way, when we get to that. And I don't think it's going to be compressed into one show. It's going to be multiple because I got a, a, this is one of my favorite genres. I would like one question, though, if you don't mind. Do you, do you know, like, listen to Stereolab? Is that Oh, yeah. God, yeah. Stereolab's brilliant. They're just the best. They're touring. I've got four tickets yeah? for October 10th. Oh They're going to be in Brooklyn Steel, wherever the heck. Oh, my God. I did a show four weeks ago on Stereolab, just Stereolab. It was a, sort of a live thing. And I, in, somewhere in the middle, I said, I think I, I, I'm going to lose any ability to do radio shows uh, at all ever again, because all I want to do now is Stereolab forever. Full stop. There's nothing. I just want to just just listen to Stereo Lab, and I truly kind of do. I, I've I've obsessed for them with them for you know 20 years. I, I've seen them a few times. I cannot wait. They're touring again, as I mentioned. So I'm going to see them this this year. I I'm I love them. <laughs> know they were playing again after uh not recording new stuff they're just kind of making okay, some money because i knew uh one of the members died right that was uh, a while ago but they they replaced i saw them since she passed away she got hit by a on a bicycle oh, God. and uh, really terrible um and she was very young but they replaced her with their own falsetto singing i mean they they went on past her um, but uh, they were they were recorded for about 18, 19 years, and then Letitia Sadier continued to make music uh, that sounded like Stereo Lab right, on yeah. her own. Her stuff's great, yeah. Love, love, love. Yes, yes. And then Tim Gain went off and did some more really interesting stuff. Some of which I really liked. He did a, mu- a, a movie score um, that was a French film that was never well received, but the music was interesting. Huh. Here's my question. I, I'm glad you know of them. I, I'm sure you. I knew you would, but, but. It's minimalism. Oh, yeah. I put it right in there with Steve Reich and, and Philip Glass yeah. and you. Yeah. And you're right in that same camp with this most no, recent No, to record. me, that's like, that's the brilliance of it all. Like, And I put Talking Heads in that same camp. Most of American Splendor is not chords. There are no chord progressions. A lot of them are just riffs. It's a single chord. And then you might be able to find a way to play two chords within that riff, but they're mostly just riffs. And that's kind of the way Talking Heads builds their songs. They build a song about 
a, a groove that really works that they can loop endlessly and that you'll never get tired of. So everything I tried to do with this record was make grooves that would just loop continuously and that you could just really get into, but they were just built with instruments that you don't normally hear played that way. And uh, I think that's what makes bands like Stereo Lab work, bands like Talking Heads, artists like Steve Reich or Philip Glass, like they're all doing this idea of like, well, let's just find this thing that just feels natural to loop endlessly, and then we'll build a piece of music on top of that. And to me, that's way more interesting than, here's my four-chord song. It sounds like every other four-chord song, you know? support, enjoy what you're doing. How can we be good partners for you as you um, you continue with your music? If you would like to buy my music, which is the best way to support local artists, just go to jonathanammons.bandcamp.com. That's J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N-A-M-M-O-N-S dot bandcamp.com. You can buy my entire discography for like 30 bucks there pretty much. Or you can subscribe to it wherever you get your music, you know, Spotify, anything like that. But if you subscribe to my channels, that really helps me get more followers. So, you know, follow me on Bandcamp, follow me on Spotify, follow me on YouTube. And then uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Jonathan Ammons or on my Instagram is the same handle. And uh, yeah, my radio show is dirty-spoon.com. But yeah, you can always listen to uh, to back episodes of my show, and I score a lot of that show, so you can hear original music in that as well. Man, this has been so much fun. I really appreciate your work, your music, your knowledge. I'm ready for the next show right now. I cannot <laughs> wait to get on, on the next one with you and do ambient, instrumental, minimalist stuff. Well, thank you. I really appreciate you giving me the time and taking the time to listen. This has been a PJ DJ production. Mm-hmm.